Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high-achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? (laughs) If you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when, well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be such a great day. Happy, happy end of the old year. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I can't believe it. We've just lived through some crazy, crazy years, haven't we? I mean, just give yourself a pat on the back, literally. (laughs) That's what I'm doing right now if you're watching on YouTube. I'm literally patting myself on the back because we have just made it through some incredible years, haven't we? You know, things that have happened, we never, ever would have predicted. I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit. We don't take enough time to just look back and say, Damn, look what we just did. Look what you just did. You just got through some of the craziest years. I mean, back in 2019, if I had told you what would be happening over the next three years, you would never have believed it, number one. And number two, I wonder if you would have thought you could survive it. If you thought you could have come out of it with as much growth, resilience, knowledge, calm, as you actually have. I mean, no matter how you feel your life looks at this moment in time, there must be some part of you that can look back and just say, wow, you've done a great job. You've done a great job. And it's one of the things I love to do at the end of the year is give myself a reminder to celebrate and to honor everything that I have accomplished this year and that I have realized and that I have grown from and that I have learned and how much how much more I am and I be in today. Maybe not how much more I've gained or you know realized, but how much more I be today. You know that idea of live more mindset, living more rather than doing more. That's one of the things I talk about in my course. By the way, I will tell you about the course. It's an amazing program launching January 29th. It's called Radical Happiness for Practitioners. And actually, it's very appropriate for me to bring it up today because one of the the spectacular parts of this 12-week program, which is intended for medical and dental professionals, in order to incorporate happiness in their everyday life. But one of the most incredible parts of this is the wealth of new knowledge and expertise that you will be receiving from some of my favorite experts, people who I have learned to know over the years 
specifically through the podcast, who have either, either come on as guests or I've met through other incredible opportunities of the podcast. And one of them is Risa Williams. And she has been on this podcast actually twice before. And she wrote this book, The Anxiety Toolkit, and also The Time Management Toolkit. She's a therapist who I really admire. I admire her not just for her intelligence and knowledge, but for the tools she offers for supporting us. You know, it's one thing to know what's happening. It's one thing to be able to identify your anxiety, but it's another thing to be able to know what to do about it, (laughs) how to approach life when you recognize that you are struck with anxiety or that your life feels anxious. And so Risa, by the way, it will be coming as a guest to do a masterclass for us in Radical Happiness. And so this is super appropriate to be talking about her today. I think, you know, one of the things that I love most about this program is it is a transformation over 12 weeks. I promise you that you will not complete the program the same person you started the program as. I promise you that happiness will be a much bigger part of your life and your work. And and one of the big reasons for that is because we really dive into what is it that's causing the unhappiness in your life? And then what are the tools to access the power that is within you to reach for happiness and fulfillment in medicine and dentistry? You know, I think that I never realized that what it was about my life that was bringing me misery. I'm thinking back 15 years ago when I really was at my lowest point and I didn't know, I couldn't put my finger on it. I really needed that support and guidance to identify it. One of the things that was really handicapping me was anxiety. I never thought of myself as an anxious person. I never was diagnosed with anxiety disorder. I never thought I fit that mold of being quote-unquote anxious. I just thought I was really well prepared. (laughs) I used to tell myself that my worrying was being prepared, that I was able to be as successful as I was because I was so ready to imagine every possible scenario, every outcome, and then put into place all the backup plans to either prevent or address those horrible events when they finally did come true. I thought I was just really good at planning ahead. And I didn't realize how much anxiety had actually shackled me from choosing joy, from saying yes to myself, from even listening to my own intuition. It really became such a loud noise in my head over many years of practicing worry. And you know, thinking the worst is going to happen is actually a sign of anxiety. When we think 
we're being prepared. So we're imagining the worst case scenario. And that starts to prevent you from either taking action on something or choosing to do something joyful. That's anxiety, my friends. And I, I never knew that. I didn't actually realize how much every day I was acting and choosing and reacting to anxiety, even with patients, in my interaction with patients. Looking back now, I see it. But at the time, I didn't think so. I thought I was just trying to be proactive. One of the things that has been enormously supportive for me is recognizing and identifying when anxiety is showing up and then using some of these tools. And I think Risa Williams has some spectacular ones. What, I'm talk- what I'd love to talk about today on this episode is one that she highlights in the uh, Ultimate Anxiety Toolkit called the Social Scenario Level. And I love the social scenario scenario level because it really is a great tool to access when you realize I'm thinking the worst. Anxiety can push us into this distorted cognitive reality. It's not true. It's not real. But anxiety makes us believe it to be true and real. David Burns talks about this in his book, Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy. He calls it all or nothing thinking. You know, imagine texting someone. It's an example Risa uses in the book. You text someone and she doesn't respond. And then you think, oh my gosh, she hates me. I'm the worst. I did something terrible. That is all or nothing thinking. That is anxiety. Or maybe as a business owner in medicine or dentistry, this year, 2022, your numbers weren't as great as they were in years past. And you think, oh my gosh, this is the beginning of the end. Here we go. My business is dying. I've made a huge mistake. I'm a terrible business owner. Or the economy is going to be the end of me. And here we go. This is the beginning of the end. That is all or nothing catastrophizing of a situation and it's anxiety that leads us to believe it's true, all or nothing. Maybe you weren't invited to a colleague's Christmas party. You just didn't get the invitation and immediately you go to a place of, oh my gosh, everybody hates me. I have no friends. I'm a terrible person. I piss people off and I'm never invited to anything. This, this community never accepted me anyway. You know, I'm giving you all these examples because every single one of them were true to me. There's definitely a time in my life where I went to the worst case first. It was always difficult for me to tease myself back again. In fact, the way I did it was escape. I didn't even recognize I was doing it, but I just felt so bad bad about myself, that I actually would do things, anything to feel better, whether it was eating, binge eating, drinking, yelling at someone, um, watching, you know, movies back to back just to escape, anything to just stop feeling so bad about myself because the catastrophe that I was imagining was around the corner that this event that had just happened was an indicator of a huge catastrophe around the corner. It was so stressful and anxiety provoking for me that it stopped me from being able to take positive, creative, ingenuitive 
joyful action. I mean, even just that, I say joyful, it's such an extreme. I couldn't even imagine being happy in that moment. It was more just like, how can I even access my own intelligence? How can I even just access calm? Even that seemed so far away. The social scenario level that Risa Williams talks about is imagine a spirit level. Imagine that on one end, at zero, is the worst case scenario, this disaster, this catastrophe scenario that's so easy to dream up. And imagine on the other end is the extreme positive, the place where Taryn McCarthy lives now. (laughs) What you see is the truth, my friends. I'm always able to go to the positive. I wasn't always that way. But imagine that's the most positive perspective. What I love about Risa's level, social scenario level, is in the middle is a middle ground. She calls it middle grounding. It's super because that extreme positive scenario, when I was in a place of anxiety, I couldn't believe it. It didn't feel real. didn't feel possible. This is when we feel like, you know, I mentioned this in a few podcast episodes ago, positive affirmations just fall flat. They don't work. Or happy people in our lives get annoying. We get this idea of toxic positivity. It's because this extreme positive perspective feels so outlandish. We can't even put, wrap our heads around it, let alone believe it to be true. So middle grounding gives us a sense of a little bit better than the catastrophe, but maybe a little bit more believable or realistic than this positive scenario. What do I mean? Let's take those examples I just used. So we started with an example of she didn't text me back. And on the one zero end of the level, we'll have I'm a terrible person, she hates me, I said something wrong. And, and <laughs> as I'm even speaking this example, aren't you doing what I'm doing, which I start spinning out of control. I'm thinking, what can I do to fix it? What did I say last week? Let me scroll back over the last few texts. Maybe it was a text I sent. What was my tone last time? I mean, we get into such a dark place, don't we? It's, it's one of those places that, I call the rabbit hole of hell. Tracy Litt told me about that. The rabbit hole of hell is just spinning round and round and deeper and darker into worse and worse catastrophe scenarios. So now imagine all the way on the other end, the very positive end, where you'll be if you partake in radical happiness for practitioners, by the way. And the really positive perspective is, I'm sure that when she answers, we'll have a great conversation. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait for her to respond to my text. And in the meantime, I can focus on something else because I'm not worried about this text because I know when she texts me, we're going to have a ball. And then you can turn and actually enjoy your day. The, the truth of the situation as we're sitting here talking about it is we have absolutely no idea We have no idea. So sitting in this rabbit hole of hell is actually handicapping us, preventing us from living our best life. And being in this place of radical happiness, 
gives us opportunity to feel great. What we're actually doing when we anticipate great situations, we're releasing dopamine. That is a neurochemical truth. When we're creating this positive scenario for ourselves, we're releasing dopamine and feeling great. Then I want to go work out. I want to start writing my book. I want to text more people. I want to think about my patients the next day. When I'm in that positive place with dopamine flooding my brain, I feel great. But sometimes that's too hard to reach for. So middle grounding is imagining a scenario somewhere in the middle that's neutral, that's not very negative and not very positive. It's just kind of neutral. So maybe in this situation, it would look like she's probably busy right now and being distracted. Hmm. Totally believable. Doesn't tell me I'm bad. Doesn't tell me it's going to turn out phenomenally. Just she's probably busy right now. And it's neutral enough for me to believe it, even if I'm a little anxious. It's also neutral enough for me to move on to my next thought and let this one go. There's also a million scenarios all along that ruler, that level. I like the idea of a spirit level because you can almost imagine trying to level it in your mind's eye. Like the visual of a spirit level lining up, where will that be for you? And maybe on a day-to-day basis, that leveling happens in a different place on the level. Maybe it's feeling a little bit more negative or a little bit more positive, but it's always on a continuum. You know, another thing that Risa talks about in terms of the neurobiology of what's happening when we give ourselves a really positive expectation is that flow of dopamine is very impactful. But sometimes when we've set up expectations so high and we don't see them in our reality, the fall can be really drastic and we actually become more depressed or more anxious. We feel worse because the expectation of the dopamine hit was so high and when it didn't deliver, boom, we bottom out. So this idea of middle grounding actually keeps us more even. So let's take another example here. The, the other example I used was as a business owner, maybe your numbers were down in 2022. And so the catastrophizing scenario would be, this is the beginning of the end. I'm the worst business owner. This is a disaster. I'm going to have to just work so much harder. Yes, that's anxiety speaking. Even the latter part of what I just said. And actually, that's a very big part of what we talk about in Radical Happiness. So if you've heard yourself say those words, I'm just going to have to work so much harder, and you think that's making you feel better, it might be a big part of what's causing your unhappiness right now. So I'm excited because that's a whole section in our course. But for now, let's use that as an example. Now imagine the extreme positive end of the spirit level is, I'm so excited for 2023. I can't wait to get really curious about the numbers from this year and to get really creative with how we can turn things around and do things differently. I love business because it always keeps you on your toes and 
right now we're living at the best time of our lives where we have so much opportunity digitally, in terms of resources, in terms of experts who I can access so easily. I can't wait to see what 2023 brings, how I can turn things around or make things more fun. I mean, that's super positive. That's so exciting. That's so opportunistic and empowering, but might be hard to reach for immediately. So I like the idea of even imagining both scenarios. Give yourself a chance to swim in what would be the most outrageously positive thing. What would Taryn say? (laughs) What is the most crazy positive thing that I could imagine with this reality? And then what is the middle ground? I think in, in this example, a middle ground might be, you know, everyone's numbers were down. I actually can see over the year how that happened. And let me maybe just look at the things we did do really well. What are the the accomplishments or the wins that I can look at? Because I don't have to win at everything every year. But let's see what things this year I'm really proud of. How my team did. A couple of cases that were just spectacular. Some new people I met. You know... Every one of those is an opportunity for us to just feel a little bit better about ourselves, to be able to realize that the worst case scenario is not always the truth. In fact, most of the time, it isn't. It isn't. It's just a all or nothing, generalizing, catastrophizing that we do as a direct result of anxiety. Having this idea of the spirit level, though, allows us to see it a little bit differently. And then, of course, I think the most important thing is how to incorporate it into your body, how to really understand the neurobiology of what's going on and use that understanding to your strength to literally reignite your parasympathetic nervous system, to put yourself in a place where you know your anxiety is calmed, and to physically have the tools to bring you back to a space of response instead of reactivity. That's the magic. That's the magic. But I love this idea of the social scenario level and having an idea of a middle ground. You know, Risa calls it middle grounding. I think that's really powerful because sometimes we just can't reach for the most high level, highest energetic feeling. But middle grounding gives us some space for breath and gives us some space for pause and gives us some space to realize that that first thought we had doesn't necessarily have to be true. That there are many alternatives along that spirit level. There are many other stories that could or could not be true. And we get to just choose the one that allows us to feel most calm and eventually most happy. I hope that this spirit level, social scenario level analogy has given you some a tool that you can use in your own life. Once again, I'm, you know, absolutely love this book, The Ultimate Anxiety Toolkit. It is on my reading list for the program, among some several other really great ones. There's um, some other amazing experts who are coming on um, in the Radical Happiness for Practitioners. And 
I think we have three TEDx speakers. We have three authors. We have a physical therapist who understands dentists' bodies and doctor practicing physicians' bodies and some great resources there. So definitely check it out. If you're interested in Radical Happiness for Practitioners, check it out on www.thebizofhappiness.com forward slash Radical Happiness or just go to my website, thebizofhappiness.com and you'll definitely find information about Radical Happiness there. You know, until next time, my friends, I hope that you are celebrating this year. I hope you are celebrating yourself. You are amazing. You have done amazing things over these past two years. And you're just beginning. This is just the beginning. This is the beginning of awareness, which is an enormous superpower. And when we have awareness over our own selves, over our own values, over our own definition of happiness, over our own nervous system and our own bodies, over our own social and soul being. Huh, that's enormously powerful. And then we get to create the reality of our own dreams. We get to literally design a life of our dreams. Until next time, happy, happy 2023. Sending you so much love. And remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. When you prioritize your own happiness and healing, you can be better for everyone else. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a colleague and elevate their day. And if you'd like more insight and support, join me in our private Facebook group, The Business of Happiness Hive. And until next time, remember... When you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye.